Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and are thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we will attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. Enterprise architecture is a leadership function. I have talked about this in the past a couple of times, and I would like to talk about it a little bit today. One of the most important things that an enterprise architect works with is change. And change not just at the IT level, but at the organizational level. And when we talk about change, we have to take into account the capability of the organization to transform. And that includes culture. And it's the leadership team that is responsible for the culture of the organization. And if the culture of the organization is not right, then change becomes difficult. Let me give you an example. Let's say that the leadership team of an organization decides that they would like to improve the organization by moving towards agile infrastructure. Now, before I move forward, let's talk about agile infrastructure a little bit. It's a new concept that is gathering momentum lately. What it means is, in the past, we used to have large infrastructure operations teams that would perform functions such as patch management or infrastructure upgrades or disaster recovery, business continuity planning and business continuity exercises and disaster recovery exercises and so on and so forth. And all of this used to be done manually which essentially means that there would be an infrastructure operations team that would manually observe the utilization of the infrastructure to make sure that it is optimally utilized or uh, manually do a DR exercise of switching over from the primary infrastructure to the secondary infrastructure or operating system patch installations and so on and so forth. This required really large teams, and most of the times, organizations would outsource the operations of the infrastructure to a vendor organization. This would be a really large contract that the organization would have with um, uh, with infrastructure vendors uh, who would essentially uh, manage the operations. There is also the function of incident management, where any important applications when they face an incident or when they face an outage, the incident management team would essentially bring together all the different service lines within the infrastructure services team, such as operating systems or network or hardware or storage and so on and so forth, and try to figure out where the problem is. Ideally, um, important applications with a really low RTO RPO of 15 minutes and five hours should be able to resolve the incidents as quickly as possible uh, and meet their RTO-RPO requirements. But if you look at core businesses such as pharmaceutical organizations or, or financial services organizations, you will notice that the incident management itself sometimes takes a lot more than the RTO-RTO times. Sometimes it takes more than 24 hours, 
and I have also seen uh, incidents not being resolved for over a week. And this becomes a problem. One is we are not being able to meet the service level agreements, but more importantly, managing these contracts with uh, vendor organizations for providing operational support is a costly affair. And every organization is trying to reduce their operational costs as we move along. One of the solutions to this is agile infrastructure. Now, agile infrastructure is a combination of utilizing the public cloud with its elasticity, scalability, and other features. Along with that, automation around provisioning of the infrastructure on the click of a button. It also includes observability and sometimes artificial intelligence for operations, which means that patch management can be scheduled, provisioning can be done on a click of a button. Uh, in case the utilization of the infrastructure is not up to the mark, it can be scaled down automatically, or if the infrastructure is high, then it can be scaled up automatically. Uh, disaster recovery and uh, high availability switchovers can be automatic. And the manual effort required for the operations of the infrastructure can be reduced to a great extent. This essentially means that the big contracts for operational management can be reduced. Not only that, when it comes to incident management, the troubleshooting of the outages can be done using artificial intelligence by reading audit logs, by reading error logs, and identifying where the problem is. So you do not require really long incident management meetings with various service lines. AI ops can do that for you. Observability also helps in constantly watching your infrastructure as to how it is performing, what are the response times, uh, and if the utilization is low or high. All of this put together forms the core of agile infrastructure, which essentially means that the infrastructure services team now, instead of providing operations, becomes a software development team. What that means is it builds the technology and the software that is required to do agile infrastructure, the observability, the automation, the setup of the core infrastructure so that provisioning can be done automatically and so on and so forth. Now, coming back to the original point, let's say that the leadership team decides that they would like to move towards agile infrastructure. If there is the right culture within the organization of learning and improving as we go along, if there is a culture of courage to change the organizational model, this is possible. However, in most organizations, we see that there is a fear of change. There is a fear of what's going to happen to their jobs if there is too much automation. Right? And over a period of time, we have seen that change has never been bad. Uh, we, we became the most dominant species on this planet from primitive times only because we could adapt to change. And there have been major technological transformations that humanity has seen uh, over the years when we moved from stone tablets to paper, and then from paper to printing presses, and then from printing presses to, to digital media. We have seen major transformations where we thought that we will lose jobs and majority of the people will be unemployed and what have you, but we scaled up as humans and we learned new skills and we transformed. So change has never been bad. Uh, 
for us humans. And once we understand and recognize that, majority of our problems get resolved. But what is seen in most organizations is that there is a constant fear of change. And that is because the leadership has not really focused on the culture of the organization. I have seen many cases where organizations do want to move towards agile infrastructure, but, but the teams are reluctant to implement the agile infrastructure through automation and observability and what have you. No matter how many times you change the model of the organization, no, many, no matter how many times you implement different strategies, unless you focus on the culture of the organization, you educate the people that this is going to be good, you show them the future state of how their careers are going to change, it's not possible to go through large transformational changes, at least not at the speed that it can be achieved. And that's why enterprise architecture is a leadership function. If you look at the TOGAF enterprise architecture framework, one of the core components that it covers is the organization's capability for transformation. And one of the components within that is culture. While it is a very small part of the larger enterprise architecture framework, it's a very, very important aspect of transformation that I feel organizations somehow overlook. I wish organizations would look at their enterprise culture more closely and manage it and change it and improve it. And that would make the organization more agile, more supple, more capable for large organizational transformations. That's all I have for you today, folks. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, do write to me. Uh, so far, this podcast has been a monologue, but I would like this to become a more interview-style podcast. And if you're someone who would like to be a part of this podcast, if you think you can contribute to this podcast by talking about enterprise architecture, do write to me or do get in touch with me. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or a text message with just one person who might be interested in these topics. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I want, just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or what have you. And it would go a long way in supporting us and growing our listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can visit us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. We also have a Telegram group if you'd like to contribute to the EA discussions or whatever. Uh, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash Enterprise Architecture Radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, it's very easy to find us here. Uh, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Clubhouse, anywhere. And you'll find a way to get in touch with us. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.